I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but whatever it is, it's going to be obscene. It's going to be of great evil. It's going to be disgusting, and it will make the temple unusable for Jewish people. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Welcome back to In Grace. This is Jim Scudder, and today we are going to answer Bible questions. I love Bible questions, people that are new to the faith, maybe they've been saved for a long time, but they come across these things and they have questions. And so today we're going to be answering Bible questions, especially about Bible prophecy. And so I'm going to answer the question somebody asked, please explain the abomination of desolation. So we're going to go over that. What is that? We find that in Matthew, Jesus mentioned it. We also, of course, know that that comes from Daniel chapter 9. So we're going to get into that. What is the abomination of desolation? When will that happen? Who's going to do it? And all those details. And I I think that'll be exciting. And then somebody asked a question about the Antichrist seven-year peace deal with Israel. And would that include permission for the Jews to rebuild their temple, the third temple? Now, we did a whole series on that recently at InGrace. You can go back to our YouTube channel, InGrace, just search for InGrace on YouTube and find the rebuilding of the third temple. Uh, But I'll answer that best I can and uh, give you uh, some good hopefully some good Bible answers to these Bible questions. Right before we go into our series, we are offering the entire answer series. It's an 18-part series. If you'd like to get that, it's a CD series. You can contact us at 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to ingraceradio.com. So we are going to do our very best to answer your Bible questions. And I know that as you go through the Word of God in your own Bible reading, or perhaps you're listening to a sermon, you're going to come up with a question. And I love having this as a resource uh, because as we go through this, we're finding all the answers to life and to eternity. Isn't that a wonderful thing to have all the answers in a book that you can easily, easily grab and read? And I hope you do. On our trip to Israel, our guide is a very knowledgeable man, and he complimented our group because of the Bible knowledge that they had. And that's really good. That means that you all are learning. It means that we're all wanting to know more and more about this book. Another interesting thing about the Bible is that you're not able to exhaust it. In other words, it's like the ocean. It's... It's got a shallow beach where a little child can enjoy it and understand it, but it has depths that we have yet to explore. And so think about this book in that way. And don't say, well, I can't understand it. No, you can understand it if you'll just read it and start to study it and compare Scripture with Scripture. And don't take any verse out of context. Use Scripture to interpret Scripture. And when you do that, you're going to find the answers. And the answers usually lie within the context. The first question that we'll try to answer today is, someone asked this, please explain the abomination 
of desolation. And so what I did was I Googled it. I, I really did. And one of the first answers that came up was from Wikipedia. And Wikipedia says, Mark gives Jesus a speech. It wasn't Mark recorded Jesus' speech. Mark gives Jesus' a speech. So red flags coming up right there. Concerning the second coming with Matthew adding a reference to Daniel. And then Wikipedia goes on and says, chapters one through six of the book of Daniel originated as a collection of folktales among the Jewish community in the late fourth and early third centuries BCE. And we've already discovered that Daniel is not a collection of Jewish folktales, but is a, a collection of profound uh, prophecies uh, about the future. And so what is it? Is it, uh, as the, the great sage and oracle Wikipedia says, an abomination of desolation is a fictional story about a fictional story? Or is, is it something more, something more to this? Well, we do read about it in Matthew 24, and this is when Jesus is speaking in the, the latter part of his ministry, and he's on the Mount of Olives overlooking the temple of Jerusalem. We were just there many times. It's one of my favorite places to be because the Mount of Olives, if you're not on the very top, if you're on the slope, it's a very peaceful place, a very beautiful place in the hustle and bustle of Jerusalem. It is a place that I, I would enjoy to go for its peace. And, you know, I'm sure that's why Jesus went there. He went to the Garden of Gethsemane, which means olive press, the, the night in which he's betrayed. He went to the Mount of Olives to teach his disciples a number of times. And there, he says in Matthew 24, 15, when ye therefore shall see the, here it is, abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, Stand in the holy place. So we're talking about the temple that they were looking down upon. The holy place, the part of the temple, the abomination of desolation. Uh, then it says, whosoever readeth, let him understand. Let him which be in Judah flee into the mountains. So Jesus looked at this as a future event. Now we do know, Wikipedia says that they're referring to something that happened before Jesus' day, Antiochus Epiphanes, a Greek ruler. But the Bible is clear that this is not about a fictional story. As a matter of fact, those people that are cited in the Wikipedia article are contradicting the scriptures. And the Bible is very clear about at the end of the day, every knee will bow at the name of Jesus of things in heaven and of things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And all the people that were critical of the scriptures and said that it's, it's Mark adding a speech to Jesus or Daniel's collection of folktales, they will also bow to Jesus. Now, for them, it'll be probably too late because today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of, of understanding that Jesus is the Christ, the, the promised one, and put your trust in him because tomorrow may be too late. But let's talk about this. How do we know that the abomination of desolation is still future? How do we know that it wasn't fulfilled before Jesus by 
the Greek ruler in 167 BC, Antiochus Epiphanes. Epiphanes is the name he gave himself, which means manifest God. And he was, of course, not. He, he considered himself as God, but of course he was not. And he's also called Antiochus IV. His forces went into Jerusalem and they went into the Jewish temple. They set up an altar of Zeus and they offered pigs as a sacrifice there in the temple. Now, certainly, that is an abomination of desolation, but I don't think it's the abomination of desolation. So we're going to try to pick through that real quick and, and make sure we understand it. Again, Jesus spoke about the desecration, the abomination, as being future. Abomination is an obscenity. It's profound evil. It's a thing that causes great disgust. And it's so bad that it makes the temple unusable. It desecrates it. So there's this act that Jesus says is still future that will be a disgusting, obscene act by an obscene person, very similar to or maybe exactly like Antiochus Epiphanes. Antiochus Epiphanes certainly was a foreshadowing of this man of sin that is in the future. And some people say, well, it, and then maybe it's Titus because Jesus also predicted that all the buildings of the temple and all of Jerusalem would be destroyed. And certainly that did happen in 70 AD by the Romans, by the general Titus who later became the, the emperor himself. But did Titus desecrate the temple? If you'll study that, and I've been curious because some people that hold a different view of end times events, eschatology, they're called preterists, they say that Titus did cause the abomination of desolation. And that would be, of course, after Jesus. So could that be it? If you'll study what he did, Titus wanted to desecrate the temple. Titus wanted to set up an altar to a pagan god and ordered his men to not destroy the temple. You would think if a Roman general ordered his men not to do something, they wouldn't do it. But you know what happened? They were so enraged, they were so bloodthirsty that they disobeyed the order and they literally burnt down the temple and destroyed it against the order of Titus. Now some people say, well, the very fact that they burned it, they desecrated it. I don't think so. I don't think so. There is an act, there's an abomination that has to happen in the holy place that Jesus mentioned. So I don't think that was it. Which also means that it's still in the future. Because we haven't seen anything like that. The temple was destroyed. There's no temple now. You say, well, then that, that leads to another question, right? Uh, the temple, if it's not there and it needs to be desecrated in the future, when is that going to happen? Well, we're going to get to that in the next question. So stay tuned. But Let's go back and let's read what Daniel said. He actually mentions the abomination of desolation three times in his writing. First in Daniel 9, and he, and this is, I believe, the Antichrist, shall confirm the covenant with many for one week. We interpret that as a week of years, so seven years, a seven-year peace treaty. The Antichrist will confirm this. He will finally achieve what no one has been able to achieve. Many have come close to it. Every president in my lifetime, I know they've worked hard to achieve Middle East peace, even Donald Trump. But none of them succeeded. Now, Trump did 
achieve peace with some of the moderate Muslim neighbors of Israel in the Abraham Accords, and that is incredible, incredible that they accomplished that. But that's still not peace with Israel, and mainly the Palestinians is, is the big issue. So this Antichrist will confirm the covenant with many for one week. So we have to couple this desecration with a leader that will uh, finally achieve Middle Eastern peace. At least he will seem to have achieved peace. They will sign a seven-year pact. In the midst of the week, so if we're talking about seven years, then this is three and a half years. He, the Antichrist, shall cause the sacrifice. So if there's a temple... There's sacrifices. If there's sacrifices, there's a temple. I was just there. There's no temple. The sacrifice and the oblation will cease, so they will have resumed temple worship and sacrifice. And he will stop that, just like Antiochus Epiphanes did, for the overspreading of abominations. He shall make it desolate. There it is. There it is. The abomination of desolation. Even until the consummation, I believe this is the end, which is the second coming of Christ, and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate uh, for the last three and a half years. God's wrath, the consummation, will be poured upon the Antichrist as he has taken up seat in the Jewish temple, proclaiming himself to be God and probably sacrificing a pig. I don't know exactly what he's going to do, but whatever it is, it's going to be obscene, it's going to be of great evil, it's going to be disgusting, and it will make the temple unusable for Jewish people. Are you ready for an adventure like no other? Dive into a world of discovery within Grace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. Immerse yourself in the awe-inspiring beauty of the Grand Canyon and uncover the captivating evidence of Noah's flood. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. Simply call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Ken Ham and Ark of Noah, which explores the geological evidence that supports the Bible. For your gift of $100 or more, you can enjoy our entire Creation Series bundle, including eight sensational video series. Call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. That's 800-78-GRACE ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Next question. We know that part of the Antichrist seven-year peace deal with Israel will include the Jews being able to rebuild the third temple on the Temple Mount. Now, let me just stop right there and, and say this. We don't know that. We don't know that the seven-year peace treaty, a piece of that will be the rebuilding of the temple. I think so. The Bible doesn't say that. It just says there will be a temple halfway through the tribulation. That's all we know. We don't know if it's part of the peace deal or what, but I think it has to. I mean, if it's not there today and the rapture is soon and the tribulation is soon, which I think it's not that far off. I've always felt that. And I know that when I was, you know, five, but I know for sure uh, it's 45 years closer than then. Okay, so... That's the bottom line is the, Jesus is coming back. And by the way, there's lots of views on end times. 
And, and we have our view, and I, be, I believe it's a very biblical view of our ministry. It will not change. I'm, I'm that convinced about our view of eschatology. But at the end of the day, I hope that if you call yourself a believer in Jesus Christ, I hope that you believe that he is coming back. Because that's the important thing. We don't have to argue about when, all these details. But I, I, I think we should study them. I just don't think they should be matters of contention. But certainly we should study them and, and know what the Bible has to say. And then the, the question continues, how will the Antichrist be able to broker such a deal with the Arabs who would be totally opposed to such an idea? And, and they would, okay? So we're talking about the Muslims. They, although Israel in 1967 took control of the Temple Mount, which is incredible. You know, in 1947, they weren't a nation. But the Bible said they would be scattered and he would bring them back. And that happened in our lifetimes. In the lifetime of your parents or grandparents, that happened. One of the greatest modern miracles of all times is that not only were they brought back, but that they survived. Every time I'm there, I, I'm again amazed that how did they win against all odds, against all their enemies from all sides that wanted to drive them into the sea? Somehow, some way, they survived. There is a God. And the Bible is true, okay? I know that for sure. But even though the Jews, Israel controls the Temple Mount, technically, the next day they gave it back in 1967 to the Muslim authority, the Waf. It, it, it astounds me that they did that. And I believe the reason that that happened because it wasn't God's time yet. So what is sitting there today where the Jewish temple once stood. Well, there's a shrine. It's technically not a mosque. There is a mosque, but it's not. It's off to the side. The mosque is a silver or dark-colored dome. That's the Al-Aqsa Mosque. That's very important to Muslims, and I think that will not be moved, okay, in the, in the future rebuilding of the temple. I believe that will stay. But what is in the way is something called the Dome of the Rock, and it's a beautiful building. When you're looking at Jerusalem, you see it from all vantage points, and it actually has gold leaf that was added uh, not that long ago, and it's a very beautiful, shining uh, golden dome right there in the middle, right where the temple would stand. So, so what's going to happen with that? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But here's a verse that I keep thinking of. If the abomination of desolation is in the future, that means that the temple will have to be rebuilt and sacrifices resumed by at least the midpoint of the tribulation. The Bible in Revelation 11, talking about, I, I believe, the tribulation temple, the third temple, there's been two so far. Okay? Solomon built the first temple. His father, David, prepared everything for Solomon to build it. He purchased the floor. He brought in builders. He had the plans. He gathered the materials, but he couldn't build it, so Solomon built it. And it was beautiful. It was glorious. And then it was destroyed by Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. And then they came back after 70 years of captivity, and Zerubbabel rebuilt a temple. And it was nothing as glorious as Solomon's temple. And people that had seen Solomon's temple wept when they saw Zerubbabel's temple. But they had a temple. 
And there it was in the days of Nehemiah as he accomplished a security wall around Jerusalem. uh, There was now a temple. That's the second temple. And then later on in history in the time of Herod the Great. Remember the one that had the slaughter of the innocents in Bethlehem? This is in the time of Jesus' birth. Herod the Great made Zerubbabel's temple. He left the temple, but he around it made a grand edifice that uh, everybody, everybody said it was the wonder of the world. And then that temple was destroyed, as Jesus predicted, in 70 AD by Titus. And there's no temple now, but there will be a temple as the Bible predicts, as Daniel and Revelation predict, in the tribulation, I'll call it the tribulation temple or the third temple. Revelation 11.1 1 says, and there was given me a reed. So this is John the apostle. As he's talking about the future events that are coming, he's given a reed uh, like unto a rod. So this is considered a measuring stick. And the angel stood saying, rise and measure the temple of God. And the altar and them that worship thereon. So now we have in the tribulation a temple, but the court which is without the temple leave out. Now, what what in the world? Measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot 42 months, three and a half years. Okay? So what is what is this? court of the Gentiles leave out. I see it as the Al-Aqsa Mosque, if it's anytime soon. So how, how could this happen? Well, part of the negotiation with peace would be, I believe, that there, there would be things offered to the Palestinians and in exchange, they would allow um, the, the, the removal of the Dome of the Rock and rebuilt somewhere else. So, Is the temple part of the negotiation for a peace? Probably, but we don't know for sure. But I know for sure, during the tribulation, there will be a third temple. Well, we've come to the end of today's questions and answers. And tomorrow we're going to answer some more uh, like one tomorrow is there seems to be a lot of debate with pre-trib and mid-trib and post-trib rapture positions. Uh, So we're going to talk about those things. And the question continues. I have heard that the meaning of the saints being taken up or rapture isn't in the original Dead Sea Scrolls. So is this true or can you clarify? Uh, And we're going to kind of talk through that and explain how uh, the references were in our New Testament uh, passages. Uh, We do find it in the Old Testament, but we'll we'll go into that and talk about when will the rapture happen. Some people don't even believe in a rapture, but I do, and I believe it happens before the tribulation period. So again, good questions, uh, and I'll open up the scriptures and explain uh, why I believe that, and I think it's exciting to think through the things that are happening in the future. Uh, Right before we go, uh, a lot of you have asked, how can I get the entire answer series? Well, we have a a CD with 18 parts to it. It's a a CD series package that you can get from us called Answers. You can contact us by going to our website, ingraceradio.com, or calling us at 1-800-78-GRACE. And also, while you contact us, go ahead and 
ask for our special of the month, which is, there's three tiers to this. Number one, we have Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. It's how we know the Grand Canyon is proof of the flood, not of millions of years. It's a great video adventure series for a gift of any amount. And if your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure and two more video series that have to do with Noah's Ark. Now, if your gift is $100 or more, we're going to give you the entire creation bundle. That includes the three I already mentioned, plus Dinosaurs That Destroy Evolution, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God, Exploring God's Ocean, Irrefutable Creation Evidence, A Walk Through the Creation Museum. All of these, we have eight great video adventures that have to do with creation will be yours. We'll send them to you as a thank you. And all of your gifts will go toward more people hearing the good news of Jesus Christ, the Creator. Dive into a world of discovery with InGrace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two more video series about Noah's Flood, or get the entire eight-series creation bundle for $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, visit ingraceradio.com, or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.